There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along. It's the Friday episode. And you'll be getting this on Thursday evening if you're a subscriber to the Iron Filing Society, our um, Patreon lifeline. Um, anything going on, Sam? I've got a good, got a good email if you want to have that first. Oh, yeah, go on then. Just find it. Yeah, Tim gets in touch with an email uh, and he just says something you said in a recent episode reminded me of this and apologies but I can't remember what the topic was <laughs> let's assume it was something like great things mm. which sounds about right yeah, yeah we're, we're covering great things uh, when I was at uni in the 90s one of the girls I was friendly with was American but her parents lived in the UK in a posh part of Cheshire she had a party at her massive house for her birthday and we all attended and stayed over bringing sleeping bags and and related to one of the outbuildings. The following morning, I was woken up by the sound of heavy machinery. This is good. This is where it gets good. Uh, I got up to have a smoke and see what was going on. I was shocked to see her dad with a huge digger, the really big ones, just digging up this spare paddock near our building and moving soil about indiscriminately. (laughs) When I asked the birthday... (laughs) When I asked the birthday girl over breakfast what he was doing... She explained he'd bought it the previous year, purely to dig and piss about with. Yes! <laughs> if I was rich, said, I'd do that. I'd do that. He said it was He said it was a brilliant stress reliever. I, I mean, that's what money's for, surely. It surely is, yeah. Absolutely cracking. Um, Dad's gone wild. That's quite a good... Maybe that's a new section, <laughs> Dad's gone wild. Like, Dad's gone wild. Because we haven't done Dad's on roof in a while, but I'm always interested in Dad's on roofs. Who isn't? And I still see yeah. him around and then forget to let people know or forget to take a picture. But really, let's widen it out and just go, Dad's gone <laughs> wild. Like, <laughs> Yeah, you but know, in a positive way. Only in a positive can, way. Can go wild and cause lots of emotional destruction. Yeah, not like that. that. Yeah, not like that. Dads (laughs) who are just living their best life, but in their own strange, eccentric dad way. I mean, Digger Dad being almost the perfect example. But dads who just like to spend time on the roof, of course. I mean, there's something in that. There's 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 something that inherently appeals to humanity because there was the place called Diggerland up here. Yeah. There's a couple of of branches. No, they're not called branches, are they? A couple of sites where there's Diggerland. And you go and you just get into a digger, you do some digging. Well... they're in I they're think, in fixed positions you I, can't like maraud around I think to get ultimately anywhere. we as men and apologies there's female countresses listening and you might feel the same way but I do think that men have an instinct to know what's going on down there beneath hmm. the earth's surface right yeah um it, you know there's always these days there's always men working on the roads uh, everywhere you go and in my area in particular at the moment because there's a there's some sort of problem with the um, with the 
gas tunnels that mm. <laughs> that uh, run the gas, gas around. Tunnels. Under, pipes. Yeah, the pipes, that's it. I couldn't think of the word. Gas, gas tunnel. <laughs> Can I call this episode gas tunnels, Sam? Yeah, gas tunnels. And um, <laughs> anyway, they're having to reroute because of an issue. I can't. Even, I don't even know what, but fuck me. But what I've noticed is I was, I was riding along on a line bike earlier and I was looking at the amount of patches of road on any given road that were tarmacked. Little patches, isn't it? Little patches here and there. Mm. And I was thinking, that's yeah. because they're either moving pipes or they're laying cables, right? That's They're doing one of those two things. And there's always new cables to be laid, isn't there? Because there's always faster internet required always, or whatever. Yeah, of course. But what I don't understand is, Andy, is that... They just mm. open a patch of road, just a patch, and then they yeah. set up their little barriers around it, don't they? The red and white stripes usually, aren't they? Yeah. Right? And then they climb down into the hole that they've made in the road, and they fiddle about down there, and then yeah. they come out again, tarmac it over, and then they fuck off. Now, right. I have so many questions about this, because I was looking, I was going down one road, Cycling down today, and I I was counting them. I was thinking, right, there's you know, and there was about twenty patches that had been tarmacked along this road. <laughs> counting Timmy. Well, this is this is a good example of Dad's gone wild, right? This is how I spent my <laughs> Thursday morning, riding down a road, counting the amount of patches that had been tarmacked, and yeah. um, I thought, here's my first question about it: How do they know? what patch of road to go into or is it true that you can sort of go in anywhere (laughs) right (laughs) because underneath like i would say just beneath the road's crust right yeah let's say the crust is about just a foot deep once you go beyond that foot underneath there are wires everywhere it looks like a robot's chest it looks like you know like if you if you pull off Darth Vader's chest inside, there's just wires and pipes and whatnot. Yeah. That is underneath. Or, or the, the, the $6 million man's arm. Yes. When you pull that, that bit of fake skin back. Underneath our towns and cities, beneath the crust mm. of all our towns and cities, there is all sorts of different wires. And really, the council just say, they rotate the patches. They go, oh, no, we've had already, we've done some patching up in that road like we did that last month. So this month we want you to go to that road and then so over time. But you can go into any bit and mess with whatever wires you find to update the systems and the networks. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I assume that they, they kind of log where the necessary wires are, at, at whichever location they are. But how? But how? I mean, there's no instructions on the road. GPS? There's, yeah, it must be GPS. Yeah. What, what, but GPS is relatively new. Mm. I and don't this shit's been going on since we were kids. How did they know? Yeah, yeah with true. no markings. Well, they go like, well, they, you know, in the eighties, they were always digging stuff up. Did they say, right? We want you to count the boss at the council goes right. We need some wires fitted. Um, so we need you to go to the the three foot by two foot patch halfway across the road outside boots. Just you know, what right outside? But yeah, just. Imagine you're out the front of Boots, right? And just keep walking, keep walking into the road. Count one Mississippi, two Mississippi. Count to four using the Mississippi system. Then get the drill and just drill down. And I, I trust if you follow my instructions, 
you'll find the wires that that we're looking for. Do you see what I mean? It might be that. It might be that. I don't know. Maybe they just do an initial exploratory dig and then see what kind of stuff's in there and mm. then work it out from there. I well, don't know. Like in in a, in a few streets near where I live recently there was a massive campaign of replacing all the gas mains right so they were digging up and they were, they were digging up holes at regular intervals in the road yeah and then fixing stuff and then filling them in so the the, the patches of tarmac where they've replaced have made like a very um symmetrical pattern that goes all the way up the side of the road oh, where they were digging. All right. but but yeah where did that how did they know where to dig in order to get into the bits that needed to be sorted out that's what i'm saying i i mm, don't know and here's another I, I question right Fibre optic cables, they're quite new, mm. right? BT have been boasting about them. Apparently, it's all owned by BT. That's why the whole privatisation thing is such a fucking racket, right? Just one example. BT own all the infrastructure, but that's a privately owned company just like any other, right? But they own all the infrastructure, and, and they, they lay the cables, and the other phone company, the other internet companies, have to basically rent them as far as I understand it. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so you're laying a fiber optic cable, right? So John BT says, right, we've had this invention over from Japan. I'm guessing that it was probably invented in Japan. And they go, it's called fiber optic cable and it makes the internet go much faster. So what I want is, I want this laid down under the crust of every, like the whole country. It's got to go into every home, right? So how can they do that without digging up every inch of every fucking road in the whole of the fucking country. How did fibre optic cables get laid everywhere and we've all got fucking access to it in our home? How? I mean, I it feels like there wasn't enough digging. Optic, I, 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 no, I think with fibre optic, they were um, they were installed. You know those boxes that they have at the side of the, the road. Well, the boxes. Now, there's another boxes. set of mysteries inside them. <clears throat> they, they they put the up, updated the fibre optic in there, and in the there. standard cables that are in there can take the fibre. So optic the cables that have been under there. the ground forever. They they fucking they're hell, just there. They've been there since Victorian times. What are they fucking made the out Victorians of? Put them they're there. made out of yeah, wood. Right, they, they, they were originally put there to to pump lavender perfume into yeah, the houses. Yeah, they, they were called Do- Doctor Fizzywig's old wooden pu- scent pumping cables. Yeah, of Cambridgeshire. That's what they were there for originally. Right. Yeah. And even the even the, the poor houses got them as well. Yeah. Oh, they, they just didn't. They, them them in, they just it didn't give them the, shit in they them. Just didn't didn't give them the lavender. They just put them in. Yeah. Yeah. You, you had to pay to have the lavender gas. None of them could afford it, the poor bastards. That's why they all died. A lot of them just died of the smell, didn't they? Died of the stench of their own lives. He died of stench consumption. That's a very common thing you read about in Victorian literature. Um, So I think, yeah, I think we can establish that that's that's what's happened. The wooden uh, pipes uh, that Now you've got us onto the exchange boxes. Now I know this is just a Friday episode. We've got I've got a checklist of other things to discuss, but. I mean, maybe make a side note, and again, any counters can get in touch and tell us. Maybe you work for BT. Just explain the mysteries of those exchange boxes. You can't get into them. God knows, we tried when we were kids. We were always That's trying to pick. Do. We were always trying to pick the lock of the exchange <clears throat> boxes, but always using something shit like a twig to do it with. Well, yeah, you, you thought, your fucking downfall. I would tell lies to people and say, "See inside that box." It, you, if you get inside it, it leads to a tunnel like that one Danger Mouse has in the laundrette. 
and you go yeah. down a secret you get in there you're down a secret tunnel and there's government laboratories underground um, well you, you might you might go into a big um slide and come out of the yeah. bottom like jamie and the magic torch yeah it was those kind of vibes i mean really that was like the that was where my whole tunnel to florida thing came from it was like I was obsessed, yeah, and I don't think I was unusual in this. I think all lads were obsessed with there being secret networks, tunnels under the crust of our towns and cities. Because yeah. on the surface, things could look, look quite dull. And so what you dreamt of was a, a, something going on beneath the surface that you could access through a secret door or box, and then life would never be the same again. We we had kind of deep existential crises going on, didn't we? Because we were like seven, and we were all thinking, "Fuck, is this it? Is this all there is?" Is this it? I've seen you know, the lot. I, I, I want to get into a and tunnel I'm not and, and, and bounce out the bottom with my dog Wordsworth, yeah, and find out what's going on under under there. And there was never anything, was there? No, fuck all. Set us up for decades of disappointment. Yeah. So anyway, anyone who's got insight to either if you've ever dig digged roads. And I only want it from the horse's mouth. I don't want just to know it all going. Well, actually, I think if, I, if you've done it professionally, if you've dug roads, if you if you if you know how to access and manipulate the network of wires under the crust of our towns and cities, get in touch mm. and tell us more in layman's terms, please. And also, if you have worked for BT or in any other capacity that has allowed you access to those exchange boxes, tell us a bit more about those because they're both things that. We see every day, but we don't really know what's going on. I mean, you see them when they are open, and it's a mighty sight. All of those tiny wires and cables yeah. going on in there. And the geezer always looks someone, like he knows exactly what he's doing. Which every single cable does. It yeah. goes back to what we were saying before, but when you used to have a big uh, cathode rear tube telly with a big fat back on it, and oh, the TV yeah. repairman would come around, take the back off, and I'm fucking hell. And what? these men in their boiler suits, they're always quite taciturn. A little yeah. bit grumpy, but they yeah. don't half know what they're doing. I look at them, and no offence, but I'm sort of thinking, this guy, he, I don't think he's rich, right? Mm. I don't, you know, I'm sure they earn an all right living, but I don't think you're up there with elite earners, right? The the boiler-suited men, who are the, the wire men, right? Mm. But imagine the amount of knowledge they have, and imagine the amount of power they have over our lives. I'm thinking... They must have fucking done a shit ton of education and training to do what they're doing. Surely they should be paid as much as, like, anyone in our society. I mean, these geezers are the ones... They, they've got us over a fucking barrel if they ever want to hold us to ransom. It, well, yeah, it goes back to what we were saying a few weeks ago. We were talking about lawyers. And yeah. lawyers get... Um, well, I don't think they earn as much as they used to, maybe, because they seem to be on strike now and again. But lawyers basically make their money because they know things we don't. Yeah, and they can use that to help us sometimes, or sometimes to not help us, depending on what yeah. we've done. But TV repairmen, it's exactly the same. They've got loads of knowledge of stuff we can't do. Why are they not getting the same as lawyers? The thing is, as well, is that I, you know, you compare those two jobs. There is no. If I, I've never seen a contract right in all of my years. I've seen many contracts, and many's a time I've had to pay someone, or at least ask a favour of someone with some kind of professional qualification in these matters. Can you mm. look after? Can you look over this contract for me, right? Mm. And they look over the contract, and this is a contract that I'll have already read, and I've had some thoughts on. And I've never been told anything surprising. There's never been anything hidden in a contract, right? That I 
didn't spot myself. And I'm not trying to be like Timbrel. I'm saying that the thing about contracts is, and all legal legalese, is it's it's not that it's complicated. It's just it's so boring. And yeah. so what you're doing, what you're nine times out of ten, if you hire a lawyer, mm. right, including just a, a common or gun solicitor when you're moving house, you're not hiring them because they they can do something that's impossible for you to do. You're do, you're hiring them to relieve the boring the, the boredom. Yeah. You go yeah. here. Here's a load of like deeply tedious shit that I'm going to have to read and letters I'm going to have to send. And it's just like, it's fucking, it's, it's really simple, but it is so boring to wade through. So I'm actually going to pay you money to do it, to read it all for me. And they go, okay. So that's really, that is lawyers. And even in criminal cases or, or any kind of case, half the time, it's all fucking common sense, right? And this geezer's gone to, this geezer's gone to university and law school just in order to like mop up all the dough because you can't be bothered doing it yourself. The wire men are a whole different kettle of fish. There's no way mm. I could fix my telly. There's no way I could go into the underground wiring system or the exchange box and even begin to know what I'm doing. So their knowledge and their skill set is far more unique than even the top lawyer in the land, in my opinion. But do the wire yeah. men get paid as much as lawyers? No, they do not. Yeah, true. I mean, the TV wire men, they're defunct now, pretty much. Yeah. You buy a telly and it'll just work. And then it doesn't. And then you take it to Nightmare the Nightmare for one. pornography screenwriters, that, because it was one of the best sort of um, oh, setups, it was a, wasn't it? It was a classic in, wasn't it? it was TV repairman. Yeah. Yeah, with the boiler suit on. The Velcro boiler suit that would just tear open. Yeah. I'm in here order to, to unleash the sexual activity. I'm here to look at your television piping. Madam, nah, I need to this, take see, the back off. This is why I'd never be able to write a porn hour. I, I need to take the back right. off first, madam. Yeah. Oh, hang on. Crossroads. Um Are you on threads are you on threads yet, Andy? This, I've got I've gone on threads this morning. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite good. because uh, everyone else did. Yeah, I just um, did it. As soon as I saw it in the paper. I've, I've just got it. I'm looking at just it's like Twitter. It's full of things posted by people I don't follow. I don't yeah, care about. That's strange, isn't it? Because that's point. the thing that everyone's pissed off about. Yeah, everyone saw we go here and just it's all the I, same. I think well, maybe I think maybe they thought well, we don't know how many people are going to sign up straight away, and if someone signs up and there's nothing coming up in their feed because they've yet to, to give follow enough people, yeah, yeah. then they'll just fuck off. They'll think nothing's going on. <clears throat> so I think maybe to begin with, they just have to throw stuff at you. So you think, oh, this is... It's like a party. You know, you, you, the first guests turn up and you don't want them just thinking, oh, this is boring. They turn around and leave. So that's why when you throw a party, it's quite good to pay some um, extras to stand in and, and do some bopping. Uh, yeah. Just so when other people arrive, it looks like the thing's already in full swing. Do you know what I mean? I see what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, so I don't really understand, but yeah. Yeah. There's another one that's on the go called Blue Sky, which is yeah. has been set up by that fella Jack, who who set up Twitter originally, and that's oh. meant to be a little bit more like he is the people you are following and what they are seeing now. Are you are you knocking something? Yeah, I'm playing with a bolt. I've got a bolt here. Do you want to see yeah. it? Yeah. That, She's having a yeah. big bolt play. I, I, I'm going to need you to not play with the bolt. Okay. For the rest of the episode. Did you like the bolt, though? No. Oh. Well, as a bolt, yeah, Jealous. it's good. Jealous, because you haven't got no. a bolt. I've got bolts. I've got a toolbox full of uh, bolts, mate. Oh, but I yeah. Don't bring them, oh, I don't I've bring them to bolts, the fucking podcast, do I? I? I've got bolts, but they live in Canada. 
you wouldn't have heard of them. They've yeah. got different size threads, you wouldn't have heard of them. They go to another skull. Two and three eighth inch uh, heads. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, put the ball away. Um, what were we saying? Threads. I, I don't know. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, as someone this? said. Yeah, Blue Sky. So, I'm on um, yeah, you, the Substack. You need an invite one. for Blue Sky. Oh, right. I've applied for an invite. I haven't been given one yet, which is a bit rude, I think, uh, since I'm one of the pioneers have, of social media. Substack have one called Notes that I use. Don't right. quite understand it. I think it's the other Substackers and. I don't know, mm. but I'm on that as well. I post on that. All I need to do, all I need to do, right, is just do Twitter like it was ten years ago. Well, that, I but think that's what friends and, are going to do, aren't they? Well, are they? I don't know because I'm just seeing shit that I don't want to see. That well, needs to stop. Patience. Just show what's me the, the people I follow. What's the worst thing you've seen so far? Well, lots of people who I've followed that I've muted on Twitter. Oh, and now they've, they've come been back unmuted. like zombies. Yeah. Okay. And I've gone. Oh God. I'm going to mute them all again. Yeah. Jalapeño. Um... Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Jalapeño. It's dear one. It'll find its feet, or it won't. You know. But I think it's it's easily the biggest um, gravitation away from Twitter that we've seen so yeah. far. Because people ten, always ten million people overnight. Ten million people overnight, and yeah. uh, and it was number one. Uh, it was trending at number one on Twitter. I think it's really funny. You know that uh, Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg are having a cage fight in Las Vegas. Yeah, Did you they about are. That? I saw that. Couple yeah, of that's, cuts, that's good. Aren't they? That's something. That's something I'll never ever watch a single millisecond of. Well, it's just like, I mean, what the fuck is happening? These billionaires. I mean, we've gone through the looking glass as a society. Well, it's it's tech bros, isn't it? It's tech bros. They're not normal people. They're fucking. I mean, what they are? They're both like fucking like nerd. Like yeah. they're nerd pubescent virgins, right? <laughs> yeah. Or at least they would be if they hadn't got rich. The that they probably their pubes aren't real. They've just paid. They've had them get, grafted on. They paid to get fucking chinchilla hair, fucking grafted mm. around their cock and balls. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, they've and like yeah, I mean it's just and now it's just embarrassing. They're, they're like waving their willies around, launching rival apps, fighting each other in a cage. Well, it's 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 a, it's on, a, a shoot off from 
it's this fucking thing of YouTubers fighting each other in boxing rings. It's kind of yeah. It's a lot. Nerds are just all. What are they, nerds what are all just. For? Why don't Why don't they just Not celebrate the talents that they do have? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, okay, you might have been a, a pubeless virgin at school, but now let's be honest, you're minted. Um, Zuckerberg, you invented Facebook. Elon Musk, you invented an electric car. As I don't know if that's true, but I, you know, whatever. Uh, you're both doing well for yourselves. You don't have to, you know, argue and fight, you know, to prove mm. a point anymore. You you proved whatever point you were trying to prove, and it's the same with your KSI and all of this. It's like KSI is very popular amongst the youngsters because he's entertaining to them, right? They find him funny and 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 all the rest of it. So why don't you just be happy with that? Why do you have to fight another YouTuber? Yeah. Why why? Do men need to fight to settle things? Why can't... We're not going to get together with the lads from Chatterbix and fight I'd, them, are we? I, all of this said, I and I've, I'm pretty sure I've said this before, I would fight any other podcaster, certainly right. in the UK, uh, probably worldwide. I mean, some of these ones are cage fighters, but, you know, I, I mean, fucking hell... All right, you're a cage fight. Let's say you get on with a big fucking size 10 in your bollocks, Andrew Tate. Bang! Have that, cunt. Right? Then yeah. we'll see about this cage fighting nonsense. I will fight what any podcaster. Did, did you see Andrew Tate's tweet the other day? He's gone into the realms of, of parody, self-parody now. Yeah. It was it was just something like, electric toothbrush, limp wrist. Yes. Gay as fuck. I did see that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. I don't. I mean, I obviously he's being serious because he's a fucking idiot. But if he wasn't being serious, that would actually be a really funny tweet <laughs> because that is like Roy Race stuff, really, isn't it? Nineteen seventy-eight. Yeah, he's yeah. just pivoting to stand-up comedy now. Yeah. Fucking hell. But whenever whenever Facebook gets mentioned as this mighty organisation and force that it is, let's not forget. Let's never forget that Facebook was set up by Mark Zuckerberg to rate the prettiness of girls I know, at college. I know, it's disgusting, yeah. That's, that's what it is. I know. Ultimately. Fucking... Have you watched The Social Network? It's actually a really good film. Yeah. I re-watched yeah, it, it recently with um, with my son and he really liked it. It's a great film. Um, I went to... Uh, I went out to the countryside for the birthday celebration of um, my brother, Cass Delaney, <laughs> okay. yesterday. Uh, the whole family went out. It was like it's fucking right. testament to the state of our respective careers that everyone was <clears throat> free to drive out to the fucking sticks on a Wednesday afternoon. Brilliant. Um, yeah, it's quite nice in a way. My mum and my dad were there, and nice. the osteopath Rob McDonald. It was it was pretty weird. Uh, What's the dynamic like when they're all in the same room? Well, Is there a- I, I find it awful. But that's more a reflection on me, maybe, than, than everyone else. I just... No, you're the one with the judgment call on it. Yeah. You I know. mean, for, for me, for me, I... You're the one I affected by it. For me, it's like, yeah, it's quite triggering, right? <laughs> but mm. but um, there was actually an article in The Onion once that just said, man at family event um, discovers that he vehemently disagrees with every single opinion of everyone he's related to <laughs> something like that and I, basically I always yeah. remember that when I'm at a family event I mean that's why usually as you know I've got my system haven't I fill the plate mm. high go to a separate room eat then sleep eat, till it's sleep. time to go yeah. 
this was not possible. Yeah. This was a sit-down lunch that my brother's wife, right. delicious lunch that she'd made for us. So, you know, I'm not complaining. It was really nice. My my dad and the osteopath Rob McDonald sit at one end of the table just talking at each other, right? <laughs> as separate from everyone else. When I tuned in a couple of times, at one point I tuned in and they were literally talking, like taking the piss out of my mum's cooking. So my mum you, you, sat you know, there. You, you know, you know, Sam. You know that there are listeners now thinking I would go for a ninety-nine pound IFS tier to listen to that conversation. I mean, they're like—I don't know if they're listening to each other. I mean, I don't think that's <laughs> unique to them. Yeah. If you hang around with any old people ever, I mean, certainly yeah. with any old people I know, once you get past 65, 70, you stop. Mm. The conversations are no longer possible. You just talk at people, and mm-hmm. people you're happy for people to talk back at you, but you will not listen to anything. I mean, if yeah. like my mum gets together with my mother-in-law, they just talk at each other, and it's just like there's like it's like a sound clash. It's like it's like when those um, Jamaican DJs do their sound clashes. It's very similar to that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, brace yourself for top flight, top flight time machine, twenty thirty-seven. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it'll be like. I mean, and so they're both talking to each other, and I thought, I'll have a little listen, see what's going on here. So I leant in, and like literally one of them is take, is, is slagging off my mum's cooking, and the other one's laughing and jeering him on. And my mum sat there in between them both. Oh, and I've hell. gone, these are your two husbands. I didn't say this bit, but I was thinking to myself, both of whom are cunts, right? <laughs> are sitting here in front of your fucking face, having banter about your cooking. Are you going to yeah. fucking sit there and take that? Cook, cooking, which at separate times in their lives, has kept them alive. Alive, yeah. Yeah, because don't yeah. get it right as well. They both are fucking proper old school. There's no cooking, there's no cookery sharing yeah. in these people's lives. They're like of, of a generation where it's like, your wife cooks for you, right? Mm. Um, so that was quite funny. When I tuned, so I tuned out of that double quick. I tuned back in a bit later. and Have you still it, got the ball in your hand? I've got something else now. I've got a button. Oh, that's a, the, I've got a metal that's, that's button. That's all right then. Um, right, I'm going to move them out, the of floor, arms, out of hands reach. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> then they would. When I tuned back in a bit later, I think this was when I decided. Right, I'm leaving. They were talking about Israel and Palestine. I was like, <laughs> Oh God, you couldn't make this up. <laughs> Do you know? <laughs> my dad and my fucking stepdad <clears throat> talking about Israel and Palestine. Right, I'm fucking going. But the other thing that I found quite upsetting is, um, I think I've mentioned this to you before, but uh, my my book, uh, obviously, it came out in February, got a lot of nice feedback from, like, everyone, but, you know, even my family, who feature in the book quite a lot, especially my brothers Theo and Dom, were absolutely so nice about it, which was very touching and moving. So, obviously... Well, it's a great book, Sam. I've said it before. Thanks, Andy. Yeah, well, you were one of the first people to read it and praise it, and that meant a lot. And then, obviously, I was nervous when my family read it because they feature in it. And, like, Theo and Don was, like, so nice, and my sisters were so nice. And that was really powerful because I thought, well, you know, they might uh, take exception to the way in which I've portrayed them or events that... that, Because everyone's got different perceptions of the same events, haven't they? Of course, yeah. Like... Uh, but they were so nice and it really like, you know, I, I sort of teared up when I got the messages from my brothers and it was great. Cass, not so much. He didn't he didn't turn up to the book launch and was a little bit kind of indifferent, but whatever. Yeah, you've, you've mentioned that a couple of times now. And I, I, I suspect you'll mention it again as the years go by. No, no. 
the bias thing is well the most interesting thing is <laughs> it, it went it went top 30 on Amazon first weekend it, it you know it flew out of the fucking traps it was like yeah. all over the prep and I was I, you know I'm not going to lie I was really proud and happy and right. when it went bestseller on Amazon I sent we've got a family chat group and it's mm. not like it's unique to do it everyone when they you know do little things they're proud of share that to the family whatsapp and I shared it and a lot of people said well done my dad has not once acknowledged the existence of the book let alone praised it <laughs> fine whatever it's fine i understand he thinks that he might read it and find it distressing whatever i'm i'm fine with that i thought i was fine with it until yesterday in a lull Uh-oh. during the conversation he said to the whole table the journalist caitlin moran has written a book uh, <gasps> but this time it's about men and oh. everyone's gone, oh, oh, yeah, I heard about that. She's very funny, isn't she? And everyone's gone, yeah, 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 yeah. Apparently, according to her, the reason she needs to read it is that men have some sort of mental health crisis. And I go, and I, and I just went, I thought, he's baiting me here. So yeah, I just went, oh, really? Have they? Well, according to her... She she claims that suicides are on the rise amongst men as well. <laughs> Can you believe it? Still, I'm sure it, people will read the book. She's certainly a very amusing writer. It just seems a strange subject for a book. Fucking hell. Whoa. So, uh, did you see anything to that? or I sort of looked at my brothers thinking, it, yeah. he wants me to rise to this. I'm not yeah. going to. But surely one of you are going to say, but Dad, that's exactly what Sam, who is currently sitting next to you at this dinner table, wrote earlier in the year. And there's no way you can have missed it because it was in every single newspaper and he shared it on the WhatsApp. It would just have been impossible for you to have not known about it. it. It's a best-selling book. And no one did. They all sort of just, I don't know, looked at their meal and got on with it because they probably felt awkward and didn't want to start something. Um... Maybe but, Sam, maybe that's for the best because then no, he doesn't get maybe the attention right. that he. Yeah, yeah it doesn't get I the attention and the scene that he. Don't he, read the book. For. That's fine. Don't talk about the book to me. That's fine too. I can live with that. I can mm. sort of see the way you might feel. I personally think if he did read it, he'd be pleasantly surprised about the way in which I portray him because I portray him. I think yeah. in a positive way. Um, you know, I've had more than one person say, fucking hell, you pulled your punches a bit. Maybe I did. <laughs> Maybe in retrospect, I did. Right? <clears throat> but I tried to look at the positives in everyone. But I did, uh, yeah, in the end I left and I felt upset. And I drove home uh, from Gloucestershire. It's a two and a half hour um, drive. And I thought, it's all right, I'm in the car on my own. And like we always say when you're on tour, when you're in the car on your own and you've got your music on, it's... You know, again, yeah. when you talk about dadding about or dad's gone wild, I I think most dads would describe that as the best moments when you, you've got a long car journey and your own music. It's just the best, yeah. isn't it? But well, I, I went to Manchester the other night. I went to Manchester on oh, Tuesday went, yeah. to go and see Pulp. Yeah. So I drove to Manchester and back the next morning and I had a prefab Sprout marathon. Oh, yeah. Listening to all well, their that, albums. That's what I was going to say, Andy, because on the way back, I felt quite... On the way there, I knew what I wanted to listen to. And I fucking listened to it. I listened to hip hop all the way. I just knew that's what I was in the mood for, right? 
Um, but on the way back, you know, I thought, I'm feeling a bit sad, a little bit triggered, uh, a little bit upset, and I just want to switch off, but at least I've got this car journey. I couldn't mm. get the music right all the way. Have you ever had that experience where you just can't yeah, yeah. work out what it is you want or need and you try yeah. a few different things and nothing quite takes? Do you know what I mean, yeah. Andy? Do you yeah. have any advice on that? I honestly don't, know. Is it something that's no, happened it's, it's, to you? It's a, it's a tough one. Happens I kind of know where right? you're coming from, yeah. It's just kind of like, it's like, it's like the, the same as the Netflix thing where you spend yeah. half an hour looking for something and you don't know what it is you need. Yeah. And then by the time it, the the moment's gone, you've spent half an hour when I mean, you could be watching something. Well, you, you, when you're on the motorway as well, you can't what, keep changing very easily. This is the thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So what, what what happened then? What did you end up listening to? Well, it was a fucking smorgasbord, mate. Mm. Um, I was like, I pulled over a couple of times, once for a piss, once for petrol. So I got to shake things up a bit there, and then towards the end of the journey, there was traffic, which meant I was able to. While I was stationary, grabbed the phone, but nothing took. I can't. I can barely think of one song on the whole journey mm. where it like got me. You know, the best moment is when you're fucking singing along, right? Yeah. You're singing. You're singing yeah, out yeah. loud, right? And yeah. then you know you're fucking living life to the maximum because you're driving along in your car and you are fucking belting out a song. I was I was doing that in, on the M62 in congestion. In yeah. You know, visibility of people in the other lanes. Did I give a fuck? Did I fuck? No, it's great. I like if I see someone else doing that, Mm. it makes me happy. You know, they're having a good time. I look, and it sort of it raises. You know, it sort of lifts my heart a little bit. I think, look at that mad cunt just having the time of their life. Especially if, especially if it's someone about my age, because it's a little reminder that we can still have joy. I did find myself. (laughs) There was a. There was a. It went on to shuffle. And it brought up a song by the Eagles, which I've mentioned before. I've got, you know, some people might say that's an embarrassing band to like. I I love them. I saw them last year. I think they're great. And there's a song called One of These Nights, right? And mm. I think it's a great song. And it's yeah, like quite different one. to the sort of music I usually like. But I just, I've always loved them since I was a kid. And there's this line where he goes, I've been searching for the daughter of the devil himself. I've been searching for an angel in white. And I don't know why, but I just love that line. And that was the <laughs> only line that got me singing on the whole journey home. I kept thinking yeah. about my dad power playing me. And I was, was waiting for the music to erase the emotions or change <clears throat> the emotions. And it didn't. But then in the end, one of those nights came on. And I, I can't help it. It's like when I listen to Elton John's, I guess that's why they call it the blues, right? <laughs> There's just certain lines in that. Rolling like thunder. I'll always sing to that. I can't not. Under the covers. That, that, that line, no matter what I'm doing, I can yeah. drop everything. Even if I was in an yeah. important business meeting, if I had it in the background, you'd stop and shout that out. Uh, mm. I can't imagine a scenario in which I would ever be in an important business meeting, um, let alone mm. one where Elton John was playing in the background. Oh, well, well, but you get on. my point. Oh. Uh, but There's... yeah, I've been searching for the daughter <clears throat> of the devil himself. I've been searching for an angel in white. I don't know what he's on about there, but I like the sound of it. Mm. It just sounds like maybe he's a, a, a TV repairman on his way to do yeah. the job. Uh, hello, in a hello. is incident. this number 72? Yeah, I'm searching <laughs> for, checks notes, the daughter of the devil himself. Is this the right address? Yes, I'm the daughter of the devil himself. 
Good. I hear your TV's on the blink. That's right. Come in. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, there was a tweet a tweet yesterday from Aaron Walmsley, and I think this might be something that your dad might bring up right. at uh, a function at some point. Function, it's a new yeah. podcast called Wolf and Owl. I'll read out oh, the blurb yeah, about yeah. it. Mm. Comedians Tom Davis, the wolf, and oh, Romish yeah. Ranganathan, the <laughs> yeah. owl, I don't know what that's about, um, shoot the breeze for an hour shoot a week breeze. because they couldn't work out a format. Yeah. They also take on listener problems if they remember to ask for them before they record. Not enough podcasts are just people talking with no real purpose. We've come to change all that. Oh, have you now? <laughs> yeah, you're right. That That is catnip to my dad. Isn't it? It's a huge, yeah. It's a huge waste of time, but an entertaining one. Contains swearing because it's really cool. Uh, and Aaron said, "I like these lads, but surely you've trademarked this some time ago." Yeah. Well, um, we didn't trademark it, but you know, it's a uh, yeah. Everyone should should podcast more in this style because then there's something for everyone. Like we always say, it's not, top light time machine is not for everyone, but perhaps <laughs> Wolf and Owl is. Um, so I I'm, see that the comedians to Tom Davis and Romish Rangan Dathan are shooting the breeze for an yes. hour a week on their new podcast. What I, you know, what I think is wonderful about that is no one's ever thought before to come up with a podcast where just two men just talk without a format. And it's the sort of thing that I've always quite liked the idea of, but no one's actually, no, no one professional in any case, no one with any art or craft about it, with any level of success, has ever done it. And now someone has. And I'll say this as well. They do it for an hour a week, which is more than enough. <laughs> Fucking hell. Honestly, I hope he never finds yeah. out about it. Luckily, I don't believe he knows what podcasts are, so. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think your brothers did the right thing, to be honest. I yeah, they didn't want any trouble. They were there when I threw anyone... the fucking liver at him, and it probably shook him up. They don't want to see yeah. that again. It wouldn't do anyone any favours to give him that But I'm in a better place now. I'm not, you know, back then yeah. I wasn't in the best place to, when I threw the liver at him. You no. know, that was 2017, that's six years ago. I'm a different man now. I mean, that was pre-Top Flight Time Machine. I'm, a, I'm yeah. a different man now for a number of different reasons and I would not be throwing liver. And that's why I didn't rise to that baiting or any other... There was other little bit... There was other niggles here and there, both <sighs> from him hell. and the osteopath, Rob McDonald. I didn't rise to it. Do you know what I did? <laughs> I finished my pudding, which, by the way, was uh, one of my... It was... You would have liked it. I should have taken a picture of it. My mum had made Casa Birthday Cake and it was one of those brick-like Victoria sponges with uh, yeah. cream... A, a, a filling of hard refrigerated cream that was about <sighs> six inches in depth. <laughs> yeah. So I had an enormous <laughs> slice of that after quite a large yeah. lunch with a cup of tea. And then I wiped my mouth with a nap- napkin ostentatiously and I said, fuck this, I'm going. No, I just said, I've got to go. And that's, yeah. you know, time was I would have started throwing food around at old men, but not, yeah. not now. You've That's the on. progress You've I've matured. made. Mm. Good for you. Um, we'll have to leave it there because I've got to go and do a speed awareness course. Oh, good um, luck. I've on, actually, on, the last online. two I've done, both been online, and I've actually quite enjoyed them. In all honesty, yeah. it sounds like I'm taking a piss. I've genuinely learned a lot from doing speed yeah. awareness courses. They're all right. It's- it's five years since I've done one, and the last one obviously was in a room with people. Yeah. But this is the first one I've done online. Yeah, now you can do it so at home. It's like no problem. And, got- you know, they're, they're usually—I mean, I've, I genuinely have learned stuff that I've then put into practice, and it has in turn 
saved me getting fucking speeding tickets. So and saved I think lives. It's all right. Probably. Yeah, and I've saved lives, and that's the most important thing. <laughs> <laughs> so there might be something to talk about from that on Monday. Maybe yeah. there won't be. We'll see. But I've got to go and do it now anyway. Uh, all right. Thanks very much for listening, everybody, um, and for your contributions that have topped and tailed this. Keep the emails and com- coming in and tweets and stuff because we really appreciate them we do um, maybe one day we'll be as good as the wolf and the owl <laughs> oh, we'll just keep trying that's <laughs> all we can do thanks for listening goodbye goodbye When we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and 365-day returns.